0: Welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. Thanks for joining us for the final episode of our series about the attributes of God. We are on episode 17, The Contemplation of God. That's the final chapter in A.W. Pink's uh, book, The Attributes of God. We started this podcast, this series, with Phil Allen, and we are ending it. With Phil Allen. The Alpha and the Omega. That sounds heretical. I'm not going to say that.
1: No, maybe we'll think more bookends.
0: Bookends. Okay. Yeah, there we go. So Phil, the pastor of Daystar Christian Fellowship in South Beloit, Illinois. Uh, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thank you. I, I really enjoy being here. I appreciate you inviting me.
0: Well, I, I I've I think I have grown in these past 17 weeks studying these, these issues out, or these attributes, and... Just standing in on. I wanted to mention, as we're wrapping up, we're talking about contemplating God or uh, to define that, just simply how we think about God. And when we first started this, you had not read this book before. Right. And you told me as you started reading through it, you were reading through it devotionally. Yes. Talk about that for a second.
1: Yeah, well, I think, so, you know, part of the question, if I can just tie yeah. in a little bit even about the definition the, the idea of the contemplation of God is how we think about God, but it's also just do we actually think about it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, the notion to me as as I was reading the books, the book, I really enjoyed the book, and it's a little book, short chapters. Right. And, I, and I read it the way I usually read it first, which is I sit down for X amount of time and just yeah. read, you know, three, four chapters, whatever it is. Right. Um, and it dawned on me that I wasn't, so to borrow the, the title from our, our topic today, I wasn't contemplating it. Hmm. I was reading it and, and absorbing it and making notes in the margin and underlining things I wanted to talk about. But I wasn't pausing to think about it yeah. and to let it play out in, in my mind a little bit. And So, so I started s- taking one chapter a day, um, reading it much more slowly than I hmm. was. And then spending some time just sort of allowing that chapter to yeah. to percolate around in my mind with other ideas and, and praying about what I had read. Um,
0: it was a great experience. So beyond just thinking, meditating upon yes, exactly. God and upon his attributes, but who he is. Exactly. Which I think,
1: and that's something I'd actually love to draw out as we go yeah. through this, um, you know, because I, I'm afraid that on some level we have sacrificed the idea of meditation yeah. to a secular meditation or a Buddhist right. meditation or a New Age meditation. You're sitting cross-legged
0: you know, with your with your fingers. Yeah, up, right? and
1: and and because these other ideas have this thing they call meditation, suddenly we as Christians are scared of the idea yeah. of biblical meditation when biblically we're called. To meditate on God, right. to meditate on his word over and over and over again. And, and I I have a sense that maybe we've lost something yeah. in our unwillingness to ponder and to be quiet. Because yeah. meditating is different than reading. It's different than studying. It's different than... Right. It, so it was you know, a, really a good thing for Right me.
0: now, as we're recording this, in church, you're going through a series on the Psalms. Right. And we talked about that word, Mhm.
1: And
0: I mean, there's a little bit of debate of what that is. Oh, yeah. But yeah. The, the basic idea, and I think the accepted idea, is the idea of stop and contemplate. Stop and think. Stop right. and meditate.
1: Yep. Pause and reflect. Yeah. Yeah. So, because, you know, and, and I was laughing on the way over here. I was thinking about this just because really busy day today. And, you know, both of those are hard for us. Yeah. Pausing. Um, right. because pausing feels like you're not doing anything yeah you know and and um, I don't know whether I'll talk about this later or not, but you know it's an interesting thing when I've observed I've been in ministry 20 years and my sermon preparation is a, is, a, is an interesting thing and and um, there's obviously study that's involved right but you know almost universally, my messages come together while I'm walking Hmm. that, and it's just, it's so consistent. I mean, it's certainly not every single week, but it's very rarely that I sit at my desk and that's where it really comes together. It's more often when I'm thinking, when I'm quiet, when I'm pondering, the study is vital to have the stuff to think about and ponder but that idea of pause and reflect is just you know, so. Crucial. That's
0: that's interesting because my my experience in sermon prep is right. You, you I, I love having. I'm not an electronic guy. I love having a stack of books in mm-hmm. front of me. And for me, it every sermon starts off with a blank yellow legal pad, mm-hmm. and I'll go through. Uh, you know, I usually try to outline the chapter or, or the, the passage first, and I'll go to the commentaries and I'll try to do some work with the language. anyway, anyway no. and I'll get all that, and I'll get the mechanics of it down. But the main theme or the driving thrust thrust, or, or what Haddon Robinson called the, uh, the silver bullet mm-hmm. usually comes as I've just laid my head to rest at night. Yep. And for whatever reason, that's when I do my, my deep thinking. Mm-hmm. It's usually by accident. I don't plan it that way. But the lights right. are off. My head is in the pillow. And it's just, things just start dawning on me yep. um, as I'm thinking through it. Apart from the academic, and I'm not being mystical or anything. No, no. Um, sure. But as you said, it's it's the study that leads to the thought. You can't have the thought without the study.
1: You can't, and the study without the thought only leads so far. Right. You know, there's that that idea of biblical meditation is is clearly something that God perceives. As a functional part of our faith, a functional part yeah. of our relationship with him. And I think culturally we have a real hard time allowing
0: the boundaries yeah. to do that. Well, and we've got a busy culture. We've got we the do. cell phone in the pocket that's constantly ringing or putting out text or Facebook messages or whatever. And you've just got a constant barrage of everything. Yeah. And so, yeah, the idea of stopping and meditating... Is a yeah. foreign concept.
1: Yeah, and even you know, even in the course of my day, you know, if if I it's sometimes hard for me to think, okay, I'm gonna go take a forty five minute or hour walk. It's not exercise, I'm not moving along, yeah, you know, but I'm gonna go walk for a while. Feels like but you're not doing anything yeah. though. You know, when the reality is that's a vital part of right. what I
0: do. When I was in college, I sometimes I feel I need to reinstate this, but I had my, what I just called my 20 minutes, mm-hmm. whether it was a break in between classes or usually at lunch, I would just have 20 minutes of nothing. Yep. Just sit. Sometimes I'd have my Bible out, um, but most of the time it was just prayer. It was just thinking. There was no video going on. There was no, I wasn't studying for a class. It, wasn't, it was just me time. Yep. Um, and I don't mean that in a selfish way, but you know, just a reflection time. And that is such a crucial part of our faith. So I'm going to let, uh, you know, you're still on our school board. I'm going to let the administrator know that I'm going to take part of our time uh, during the day. I'm just going to leave for a little while. I think he should give you a um, whole
1: other period just to, right. you know, a whole other period you're not teaching for your contemplation hour.
0: Well, that is one of the reasons I actually got show up early. But that's another story for the time. All right, so anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I, I want to read... I, I love this quote by A.W. Tozer. It's from his book, uh, Pursuit of... Hol- is it Pursuit of Holiness? Or The Knowledge of the Old uh, of the Holy by A.W. Tozer. He says this, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Yeah. And I, I fear that we think about God, but we take too much for granted. Mm-hmm. Because you know if you if you if you 've been to church for a while and you grew up in the faith, there are certain things you just you 've become normalized with you 're okay with you're like we talked about last week the or actually not last week but um, at the episode eleven the goodness of God mm-hmm. uh, that becomes so normal for us we don 't think, and some of the great doctrines of the faith just become. Accept it. Yeah. And you fail to think through it anymore. And then this has become an academic study.
1: Yeah. Or, or we think about God, but all we think about is the circumstances of our lives. Yeah. And so we try to kind of interpret God through those circumstances. Right. Instead of having that framework of a biblical understanding that we then meditate on, we then think about and interpret our circumstances through the biblical framework right but
0: yeah well let's look at a, a couple of scriptures here these are the ones that came to mind when i thought about thinking about god uh john five thirty nine. here jesus is rebuking the pharisees and he's saying listen you you're searching the scriptures and, that, and you're doing good with that but uh you're looking for eternal life but these are these are they're testifying of me and we can we can look at a biblical theology and, and look at christ in the old testament and all that but I think sometimes we forget the Bible is a book about God. And if we're reading through the Bible, our relationship and knowledge of God, the relationship built upon knowledge, is expanding and expanding and expanding. And if we're not worshiping God more, because of our time in the Word, we're not doing it right. Yes, because there has to be that interaction,
1: that, that it's relational, it's truth. And its relations. Yeah. Truth in the context of relationship. And that, that combination is, is so crucial. That, yeah. that notion of factual reality, but playing itself out in the context of a, a genuine, yeah. vital relationship. Theology
0: should lead to doxology. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we should be learning more about God. Just as any relationship grows, yeah. it's built upon knowledge, it's built upon trust, and... The more I am learning about God, the more I learn to trust Him, and the greater that relationship grows.
1: Yeah, you know, in fact, a funny thing—we're talking about how um, I'm working on a, ending up, a, finishing up a series that just covering a couple Psalms, yeah. and I'm I'm ending this week on Psalm twenty-three. So, let's see,
0: you're not doing the reform thing. We're not spending twenty years in Psalms. Not, the Psalm not right. twenty years. Anyway. We're, we're doing five <laughs>
1: weeks. This week being the last week, and I'm I'm doing Psalm twenty-three. Right, so psalm that I've read, right. I can't even imagine the number of times that I've read it. So I'm reading through the psalm, and I, I'm sure everyone listening will have noticed this a hundred times. I never noticed it before. First three verses, David refers to God as he. Verses hmm. four and five, he switches to you. Hmm. And I've never noticed that. I've never noticed that it goes from the Lord is my shepherd, statement of fact. I will not want yeah. application of fact. But then, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod, your staff that comfort me. Not he is with me, his yeah. rod, his staff. And, it, and But it, I think it illustrates that interplay of this factual understanding combined with this personal response to him and personal yeah. interaction with him. And they're both right there at the same time. It. I haven't thought about that. Well, I'm glad to hear well, that
0: because I, I hadn't noticed it. No. It just I might come on Sunday now. Well. Great. <laughs> All right, let's take a different aspect of this. First Corinthians thirteen and uh, verse twelve says this for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully mm-hmm. known. So as, as we contemplate the things of God, one of one of the things that makes God great is the incredible death there, depth there God. is, not death, <laughs> um, the incredible depth there is because we will never know the fullness of God. Right. We know what is revealed in Scripture, and only that we can know in part. Yeah. So we're, we don't know everything to know about God, and we never will. Not even into all eternity. No. And that's what makes eternity so great, and that's what yeah. makes... Uh, you know, I, I can know things. Like there are there are hobbies and interests that I have, and I can know things inside and out. Uh, whether it's a TV show like The West Wing, or um, a particular sports team, I can figure out all the players and you know, all that stuff. But there comes an end to that knowledge, mm-hmm. and there's only so far you can go. Even with The West Wing, I can only watch it so many. Well, I'm assuming there's a point at which I'll get sick of it. There must be something. Yeah. <laughs> But with God there is no end to that knowledge. So in one part we we can't be high and mighty about well I know more than you Um, I have a theology degree and my students are just little uh, whatever but in reality when we look at or try to fathom the immensity of God realize what I know is so small that I can't compare myself or or, or contrast myself with anybody else and so on one hand that should be uh, humbling Mm -hmm. but on the other hand it should be encouraging because there's I'm never going to lose that joy of knowing God because there's always always more to know always more to learn you know uh, just uh, again as this was recorded uh, I I did an interview about the book Cobra Kai and Sanctification (laughs) and it was I mean it's a satirical book but it's got a good point to it but I, I loved the, the, the the remake of the the Karate Kid. Well, not a remake, but like a reboot of the Karate Kid series. I remember seeing the commercial on YouTube. This is twenty years, and this is awesome. There's more to the story. I loved the Karate Kid when I was a kid, and now watching the Cobra Kai, and I'm I'm looking forward to season two. You need to watch season one, by the way. Yes, I do. It, the, the end is incredible. Okay. It just like takes your breath away, and it's like, I want I want season two now. Okay. Um, but I want more. Yes. Um, and when we study the things of God, not that I'm going to compare God to Cobra Kai or Karate Kid, but there is always that more. Yeah. There is – you want more, and there is more. Yeah. And so there is a fulfillment. Um, I, I think of even the Beatitudes – um, and uh, you know there's the passage about blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled yeah. when you think about it, hungry I'm, I'm not blessed I don't feel blessed when I'm hungry mm-hmm. I want something yeah. to fulfill that but God's telling us if we're hungry there's, there's, there's going to be a fulfillment to that and that hunger is going to be met and it's a continual feast and we have in our pursuit of God a ever present fulfillment that just never stops. When I'm hungry, there's eventually I'm to, I'm not going to be hungry anymore. Right. But eventually I'm going to get hungry again. Right. Well here I'm going to continue that and it's an incredible at least in my mind a incredible thought.
1: Yeah, and I think part of it and I think part of the way that we you know create the way that we nurture that desire for more is is knowing and meditating, yeah, you know that we've talked about kind of the importance of that combination of the intellectual understanding combined with just that time of allowing it to simmer and and, and praying about it with God and thinking about it. And I, I I sometimes I've thought of that as as it's kind of the the intellectual study of it is like we're laying logs for a fire, yeah, and the meditation is fanning the flame. And that um, that it's it's the combination of those two that that create that that thirst. I think for more.
0: Yeah, I was hoping you're talking more because I'm looking for a quote um, that I can't find. At this well, second, I think one but... of the
1: you know one of the other scripture passages that I'd add in that just because it's it's about this idea of not just the knowledge of God, but meditating on it. So it's yeah. throughout, but you know, Psalm 119.15 where it says, I will, me- I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. Yeah, You know, I will do this is, is such a crucial idea that it's not something that just happens. You know, it it is something that we have to take the time to allow the space for, God to speak to us in the quiet, and I and I think it's so important, Kevin, to for us to to embrace the idea that quiet is valuable. That yeah. that it's not always, and and we are so blessed by having so much. There are so many good books. There are so many good podcasts. There are so many good preachers. Like Absolutely. There's so many good preachers. There's so many good sources of input. But that also creates a, an environment where we can fill every moment with noise, yeah. even if it's good noise. And we don't allow that just quiet where that meditation
0: occurs. All right. I can't find the quote I'm looking for. But it's a great quote by Robert, McMurray, uh, Robert Murray McShane about uh, desiring more of Christ. But uh, I'll, I'll put that somewhere on, on our website or on the Facebook page or something. Um, all right, so anyway. All right, so dangers to avoid. I've, I've written down two here. So first, allow Scripture to shape your view of God, not merely your own thoughts or experience. And I think we've covered that on, on separate mm-hmm. podcasts, but I think it's worth repeating because, again, we, we, we sometimes think of God as just, he is everything I think somebody ought to be perfectly. Right. But that's still me making my own God. It is, and
1: God. we think of him as like the perfect one of us, right. you know,
0: so we take one of us and
1: think of perfect traits, yeah. and and it's just, he's simply beyond that. And That's I see that all the time
0: good. when it comes to God is love. Yep. God is love, so therefore he loves me, therefore God wants me to be happy, Right. and so whatever desire I have must be blessed by God, because God wants me to be happy, because God is love. Yep. And... The problem is we've just made our own scripture. So instead, we need to go to the scriptures. And this is, how do we know these attributes of God? Some of them are are not evident mm-hmm. just in creation, but they are revealed to us in the Word. Therefore, right. we have to let the Word shape our view of God. Yes, And then we, we hit on this a little bit, but just the idea of we can know theology, but not know God. Yep. And that's where... I think in in our conservative circles, it's right for us to be weary of experience. We can't base everything on experience or feelings or emotion, and absolutely that's true. But on the other hand, not everything is an academic study. And if we've uh, only—there are many people who know the ins and outs of Scripture but don't know God. They can have the books of the Bible memorized and every author, and they can know every little bit of theological jargon from— Martin Luther to BB Warfield or whoever right and still not have a relationship with God
1: right yeah and 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 God wants our relationship with him to be emotional there, right. there are there emotional components to it and and so, like you said we don't trust them to the nth degree yeah. and and they need to be shaped and molded but but the idea of avoiding passion of yeah. avoiding emotion, you know, if we set it in the context of a relationship with a spouse or a child, yeah. you know, if it was just an intellectual relationship, that'd be horrible. N- yeah. Nobody would enjoy that. I mean, when yet. I,
0: when I dated my wife, I didn't go to the library. i do a Google search. Right. Um, you know, of every little thing. I knew where you got your degree from. I knew no. who your third grade teacher was no. and where you lived when you were in kindergarten, whatever. Right. Um, but on the other hand, the more I know about my wife... It's not the more I know about my wife, the more emotional I do get about my wife. Yeah. Even as as my kids are growing up and I get to know their personalities more as they develop, and I get to know uh, them on a deeper level, I don't get less emotional. Right. I get more. I get more attached, and I get that that relationship is expanded more than I thought was possible the day before. Right. So the two can't. You can't have one without the other. It doesn't work. That's good. so based on emotion. I mean, you have shallowness. Based on uh, academics, and you have a dryness. That's
1: yeah, dry or cold.
0: Yeah, uh, that's not worth anything to anybody. Yep. But combine those two: a, an emotion built upon knowledge. That's a relationship. Yep. So as we're as we're studying through these attributes of God, we we want to build the, in a sense, the academic knowledge in order to build the relationship and the more emotional experience that you can have so as we turn to application um a couple of things i wanted to to emphasize here Uh, i I love this quote by j.i packer it is that we turn each truth that we learn about god into matter for meditation before god Mm -hmm. leading to prayer and praise to god so we learn this for a reason. Right. And the reason is to grow deeper in our relationship with God.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and I've, I love the way that he, he weaves those things we've been talking about together, right. truth, in order to turn the truth into a matter of meditation, which leads us to that relational yeah. interaction. Um, and yeah, that's that's a beautiful thing I think you know playing off of of that simply because it's Packer and and he kind of delves into this I don't remember whether this is his quote or someone else but I remember coming across the idea that true happiness is the enjoyment of God Hmm. you know that we're designed to enjoy him we're designed to be fulfilled not by the external stuff but but designed to be fulfilled by really knowing him and growing in an understanding of him and Growing in a relational interaction with Him, and and just understanding this is how we do that.
0: Yeah, and that's classic John Piper. John Piper. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That sounds more like something yeah. he would say. You know, his his famous uh, remake of the Westminster Confession about the chief end of man right. uh, is to glorify God by yes. enjoying Him forever, yes. not and. Uh, and uh, you know, the whole idea of Christian hedonism. We're not getting the whole that thing, but yeah. yeah, the idea of desiring God. Yeah. Um, is how we find happiness. Yes. So, all right. Well, uh, let's get into our, our final section, our final section of this fi- of this final podcast in the series. Recommended resources. Again, if you haven't got The Attributes of God by W.P. Pink, I don't know what you've been waiting for the past 17 weeks. Yeah. Go out and get it. Or, I mean, it's it, you can get it for free a thousand places online. Yeah, so, but it genuinely is worth. Yes. The, the, the little time it takes
1: to read, but take the time. Yeah. So what other books would you recommend? Well, actually, if I could, this one is, is, a li- is off the beaten path in one sense. Uh-oh. But um, getting back to that idea of meditation, yeah, something that's not so much just about the attributes of God itself, but there's a book by Robert Morgan that's called Reclaiming the Lost Art of Biblical Meditation. Mm. Um, and I think the colon is Finding True Peace in Jesus or yeah. something like that. But it's a pretty basic book in terms of what does it mean to meditate biblically yeah and it 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 walks it through in just a really simple straightforward way you know depending on your experience with it your background in it it it, it may not be what you need because it really is pretty basic but i recommend that just because i i really think we've lost yeah the idea the understanding of even what it is right. much less how to do it. And it's a pretty practical, pretty straightforward yeah. book on what biblical meditation is
0: as opposed mm. to all of those other sorts of of whatever. Alright, well I have a couple. Let's throw in Desiring God by John Piper. It's always a good book to read. No. And then um, I've got two books here by A.W. Tozer that's helped me. Anything by A.W. Tozer is worth picking always, up. Always. Yeah. But The Pursuit of God and the Knowledge of the Holy by E.W. Toes. I read those in college. Those were a great blessing yeah. to me. And then I think if I were to pick one book, if, if you were to ask me, I want to know more about God. How can you help me in the relationship mm. with God? Knowing God by J.I. Packer. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I just started to read that last year. Hmm. I would had it recommended a thousand times. I just never got around to it. I picked mm-hmm. up the book never got around to it, but once I started reading it's like, wow, I know why people are recommending this now. It's a so great book. I'll throw that out there as well. Well, thank you for listening. This is our final episode in this whole series, and uh, thank you for hanging in with us this entire time. And if you haven't been hanging in with us this entire time, go to our website, www.basicbiblepodcast.org, and you can go ahead and download the rest of this series if you haven't uh, been doing that on a regular basis. And shame on you if you have Anyway, so next week, uh, the next couple of weeks, we'll have a couple of episodes that aren't necessarily part of a series, and we're going to jump into yet another series. I'm still contemplating what that is uh, at this moment. But anyway, uh, until then, have a great rest of your week.